Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is August 22nd, 2021. Tonight's speaker, I believe, will be Michael Joseph or possibly Polecat or maybe a little bit of both. And uh, with that, like, like I say, everyone welcome. Well, thank Go ahead, MJ here. I'm not sure if Polecat's in here just yet, but uh, yeah, thank you for that. And yeah, welcome everyone. And uh, yeah, I'll tell you, um, Jim, I I didn't know exactly what I was going to talk about tonight until about uh, 10 minutes ago. And um, I don't know, I was taking a nap and I'm a lucid dreamer. I, I remember all the aspects of my dreams. Mm. And I, I dreamed I was in Texas. And I was at a friend's house that was uh, White Wolf's friend. And they were sitting around this table playing playing cards, playing gin rummy, and somebody brought him up. And they said, well, what was he to you, you know? And I just started crying and because um, I tried to explain, but then my emotions got me shaking a little bit. And, uh, you know, I just apologized to people. And I, and when I got up and I took a walk, I was, you know, I'm looking up in the sky and I'm seeing this, like, thing that's impossible in the sky, but it's so beautiful, you know. And yeah. all of a sudden, I hear these words in my spirit, you know, it's not your righteousness, it's my righteousness. And, and so then I woke up and I was thinking about it. It's like, it's not, uh, it's not my righteousness. And so, um, that's what I want to speak about tonight. Um, in, in the scriptures, it talks about this, um, this priesthood. It's called the priesthood of Melchizedek and Melech. It's a big word, you know. And for a lot of people, they, Melchizedek, what in the world's that? Well, don't worry about the big word, but it's, Melech is Hebrew for king, and Zadok is Hebrew for priest. So when you hear Melchizedek, you're, you're, you're talking about a royal priesthood. And you're talking about one who has been through the relationship of father-son. You know, the relationship of being discipled, of, of learning the way, so to speak. Then that one has been through the relationship of husband and wife. And now this one is coming to the relationship of, of priest. Because if you go back and you read, 
Uh, oh, Hosea chapter 4, verse 6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And because thou hast rejected knowledge, he says, Thou shalt be no priest unto me, seeing as you have re- thou hast rejected my law, I shall reject thee and thy children. Well, you know, it's not talking about your physical issue, your sons and your daughters. It's talking about your creations in your mind, your your thoughts and your desires and how that how that manifests. It's it's the difference between walking under the strength of uh, the carnal mind, which is called the arm of the flesh, and walking in the strength of the spirit. And so here we have these three different relationships, and when one comes to, I think in the New Testament, and I can't quote it exactly, but St. Paul is talking to the churches, and he says, he says, here it is, you guys should be eating at strong meat, and how is it that I come and I find you still as babes sipping on the milk? And he says, I wish that I could go ahead and uh, and bring the strong meat to you, you know, and uh, the deeper understandings of it. But but you're still on the milk, and so you, you, your ears are kind of dull. But <clears throat> I perceive that this this assembly is on is ready, you know. Not that I'm the test, I'm the judge. I'm not the judge, but. This we talk about the divine mind, and and this is where we come and we we talk about the strong meat, and uh, so we're talking about a a righteousness um, that is not of ourselves, and see you know in most of the Old Testament, and for that matter, a lot of the New Testament too. You, you you look at the different churches, like look at the church of that's called Martha. Excuse me a second. <clears throat> the church called Martha. Boy, she's busy, busy, busy. She's got to go get the food set, the chairs set, the placing at the table set. She's just working, working, working because she's under the false impression that the only way to please God is to you know, build an army to overcome all of this negativity in the world. Yes. Then there's the church called Mary. Mary just sits at his feet. And Martha comes along and she says, come on, man, I'm over here doing all the work. And, And he says, hey, Martha, take it easy. Just come over here and sit down right here. Mary, your sister, got the better part. And see, Martha thinks that she has to be righteous. She has to obey and keep all the law in order to be justified. She's got to um, correctly um, apply the law in order for her to be, you know, thought to be uh, okay, so to speak. But Let's go to the Old Testament first, and then we'll bring it to the New Testament. And we'll see if there, in fact, is another way. And uh, this this order of Melchizedek, okay? So 
First is Isaiah 54, 14. And I'm, I'm not going to read a whole bunch of scripture, but enough that we can see that, in fact, there is another way and that this is the higher way of being. Um, and he says in, in Isaiah 54, 14, it says, In righteousness shalt thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear. And from terror it shall not come near thee. Well, look at how people, if we look out our windows today, we can see how <clears throat> there's a lot of fear being used to uh, to uh, manipulate people, terror even, people afraid for their lives. I mean, you, you go down there and you just get in your car and you go riding down the road, and you can see people sitting in their cars all by themselves wearing a mask, and you think to yourself, what in the world? <laughs> They're sitting by themselves, you know. But that's that terror, man. It's got them, you know. It's the fear for their lives. They, they've been so sold into a system of performance <laughs> that they need to do something to please God. They need to go to church. They need to assemble themselves. They need to go out and do missions work. You know, I mean, whatever you can think of, people think they might need to do. Go ahead, because I'm, you know, I'm sure you can come up with a whole bunch more examples than I than I've got. But I'm gonna tell you, you don't need to do any of that. Okay. In fact, what you need to do is sit down and be still, and and realize <clears throat> it's not our righteousness. That's like the Bible talks about that as filthy rags. You know, it's nothing. You know, and it's can you hear can you hear the voice? It says in another place, those who were led by the Holy Spirit uh, may call themselves the sons of God. You know, it's the um, in the in in the fairy tale. It's it's uh, Jimmy the Cricket. Your conscience does it speak to you? Does it tell you, hey, man, you really don't want to do that, you know? <laughs> yes. You know? And, uh, and you know, if you hear it, obey it, right? So I'm going to skip over here to the New Testament now, and uh, we'll go over here to uh, the great book of Hebrews. In the Hebrews chapter 6, maybe I'll go there first. In fact, just give me a second. Let me pull that up. Hebrews 6. I don't want to misquote it. But the point is, is you've got all these doctrines, okay? And the church is real good at putting doctrines on you, you know? Um, and you, you say, man, how much doctrine do I need, you know? And um, But check out Hebrews 6. You know, when you're ready, when you're mature, then you're ready to, to move on. Okay, there's a time when we're children and we need doctrine, we need instruction. But when we become mature, okay, he says, I'm going to start here at verse 1, chapter 6, verse 1, Hebrews. He says, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Now, hold on a minute. Did leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ? That's what it says. Let us go on into perfection, 
not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God and of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And if and this we will do if God permits. I find that to be fascinating that there is a there is a a time when um we are are being matured and we need these doctrines to come into the maturity of the way okay but then you have to have the courage to say enough okay i'm i'm at a level now where um I need to push on. I need to push on towards perfection. And perfection doesn't come through all of the works of doing stuff. Perfection comes from his righteousness, not our own. And he says and he and, and he said that that we are to push on towards perfection. And which, you know, if anybody ever tells you there's only one perfect, and it ain't you, okay? <laughs> so, you know, you say, but hold on a minute, man. You know, um, the scripture says that we're supposed to push on towards perfection. It says that we're supposed to go do that. It says that, he says, I go to the Father, and the things that I do and I've done you're going to do, and you're going to do even greater things than I've done. So, you know, there comes a time when we have, when when we're sort of like cheerleaders, you know, and um, and we're we're in awe of you know the Superman, so to speak. But there there comes a time when we got to put down those pom poms, and we have to put down, you know, our sitting in our pews and, um, or not even, not that, not, that's the wrong way of saying it, you know, are running around and doing and say, no, uh, in order to push on the perfection, I've got to sit down and I'm not going to move until I get the unction and the urging to move by the Holy Spirit. If I don't get it, I'm not going. And they say, well, that's terrible. You don't care about the children. I'm, I'm going to tell you one more time. If I don't get the ocean from the Holy Spirit, I'm not going. Okay? <laughs> God doesn't need an army, you know. And, and that's all in man's head, uh, thinking that they've got to go please God somehow. Well... You know, Bob Dylan wrote a song called If God's on Our Side. He said in the lyric, he says, God's on our side. He'll stop the next war. Yes, sir. But where did all that come from except from the mind of man? So it's all a function, really, of not if God's on our side. God's always on our side. It's just that man says, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to go over here, and I want to set the table. It going back to the great book of Esther, you know, the virgins came to present themselves before the king, 
And they said to themselves, man, we're going to put on our best dress. Come bring me that red dress. I know you're going to like that one, you know. But Esther said to the keeper of the women, the Holy Spirit, she said to, to Hege, she said, what is the king like? And uh, no doubt the king said, just just wear some blue jeans and a cut-off T-shirt. <laughs> You'll be just fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, and all the rest of them in their jewels and their red dresses and high heels, he said, no, sorry, you know. But um, check out uh, Hebrews chapter 12. We start up here at verse 18. We're going to read about this kingdom that can't be shaken. He says, for ye are not come into the mount that might be touched. You can't sense it. You can't sense it with your five senses. You, you've not come. You've come this far, but I'm just going to, it says, don't think that you've come to a physical mountain. He says, and that, and it bur- and that burned with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of the trumpet. In other words, he's going through all this to say, this is not a mountain of that the flesh, this is not a way that the flesh can have any understanding. You can't use your intellect to understand this. Your intellect's gonna fail here, all right? In fact, the wise of the world in regards to what they've been able to forge in the intellect they're going to think you're a fool if you start talking about the uh, this way of life. But when they're ready, you know, I, I was at this, like we said before the call started, I was at this um, get-together last night, and um, all of a sudden, you know, I found myself, you know, sitting with this uh, this young lady, and... Um, and we just locked into each other for about two minutes straight, just looking into each other's eyes. And it wasn't a dreamy type of thing. It was just a, um, like the things that we were talking about, like touched her heart to a depth that she couldn't pull herself away from it. And this woman was um, Islamic in her uh, exoteric form of religion. And I was, you know, by the grace of God, you know, um, I understand Islam and can show her that this is what your symbols mean. And it, and it literally, I mean, it just broke down all the barriers. She was a different color than me, different gender, you know, different religion, so to speak, although I don't necessarily you know, uh, adhere to any particular religious state uh, at this point. But uh, but that all went away. And it was just, you know, can we look past whatever you think Mike is, and I won't say her name, and we can we look past that arm of the flesh and see Christ, you know. It's, uh, I see you in there. You know, <laughs> I know you don't recognize it yet, but I see you, you know, <laughs> and it was really a beautiful thing. It was really an amazing thing. And um, so I'm going to skip ahead here to uh, 
um, um, to verse 22. He says, <clears throat> But ye are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God. You know, a lot of people, I know it sounds strange, you know, versus a dead God versus living, but, you know, what he's trying to say is that this is a real way of life. And, you see, the the thing about Adam and Eve, and for that matter, the current church, the church-state system, is that they they want to hear the word, and then they want to go out and they want to do. They want to go out and they say, okay, now let's think of all the great things we can go do. <laughs> okay, and but the word says that those who are led by the Holy Spirit may call themselves the sons of God. So while while most of the world is is, is busy doing things saying to themselves okay we can make this place a better place we can we can go do this and go do that we can go form you know committees and whatever and we can go put these uh things in order and blah 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 well that's sort of led us to where we are right now he says he says you you have you are come and unto the city of the living god and the heavenly jerusalem and and into an innumerable company of angels to the general assembly of the church of the firstborn which are written in the heavens and to god the judge of all and to the spirits of just men made perfect now isn't that beautiful what he's saying here is you have come to the order of melchizedek the to the order of the spirits of righteous men made perfect i mean that's what you're coming to it's you're no longer coming to okay um, um i know the law i'm going to walk in the law and that's great but there is a separation between knowing the law and walking in the law and in walking in perfect grace and in submission to to the Holy Spirit, and, and it's not my righteousness. It's it's God's righteousness. It's it's my focus is in the heart and not in the brain, you know, because it's uh, there's nothing that what can I do or say that is going to justify me in regards to you know what I've done here in the flesh. That's not that's not going to lead me to perfection, you know? So, I mean, to me, that's just, that's the, that's the height. I mean, there's so many ways we could go. My mind is kind of, I'm kind of real tired because I was up real late the night before. And you know how it is, man, when you lock in with somebody, you know, um, the hours seem to just go right by. And, you know, when people, they're like, wow, this message is something. It's incredible, and I, you know, and you know, next thing you know, it's three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and, and it's just amazing because you know, you know, if you're if you're truthful about it, that uh, the words that came out of, came out of the mouth are 
they were so perfectly knit together. It's the whole, it's the Holy Spirit filling filling the mouth. So I can't say, hey, you know, I, yeah, I, I am great, aren't I? You know, <laughs> no, wrong. I'm a servant. I'm a servant of righteousness, mm-hmm. and that's the key. We are come into the order of righteousness, the order of a royal priesthood that serves the righteousness of God, uh, a slave to it even. And and this is the, the thing. My sheep hear my voice. And they are not going to listen to the voice of another. Yeah, it's just so many scriptures coming and click into, click in, um, so we we're we're looking at a hearing of the word. In, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. But people took the word and they said, "Hmm, now what can we do with that?" <laughs> right? They started saying, hmm, "Okay, let's go build here. Let's go do that. Let's go." And in, in slippery slippery slope, they slid into. Yes, and we're going to need to sacrifice this, and we're going to need to do that, and you're going to go and do this other, and put on your Sunday best now, you know. We're going to church to sing to the Lord. And, uh, well, none of that matters. It doesn't matter. And that's the thing. It's just, it's a real eye-opener, you know, to come to a certain point in life where it's a realization that, uh, a lot of the stuff that I did early on, it just didn't matter. And uh, and it's like I'm just starting over again. I think it's amazing when I look out my window and I see um, so many youth that weren't, um, quote, in quote, church to death, so to speak, you know. And they are starting from a place where, you know, I've gone 20 years <laughs> and just reached, you know. But I'm not saying that the the experience that I had was bad. I, it was good. It all led me to where I am today. Um, but what I am saying is that you know the the Church of Righteousness, the the order of Melchizedek, the order of the hearing in the heart. Um, that's that's where it's at. That's where it's at. And um, it's not in, you know, steady running around doing this, that, and the other. We got to go on a missions trip, you know. <laughs> just, you know, that's <laughs> all good. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying there's a higher way. Yes. Sir. Highway, the King's Highway. Like uh, Jim Morrison said, he said, "Ride the King's Highway, baby." <laughs> but um, anyway, hey Jim. That's all yes. my heart, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna um step back and let you take the, 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 the reins. That's just really what was on my heart and um if Polecat's in here maybe he can bring a good word. <clears throat> maybe he can bring a good word too. So well, he's I hope the blessing. I mean, thank you for that, brother. We really greatly appreciate that. I don't see him in here as yet. I think that's the gentleman okay. from California, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Rudy. Uh, yep. Yeah, Rudy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then there's uh, 
uh, what do you call it, gill in there. Uh-huh. But, I mean, you know, it's a wonderful thing to hear. I mean, it's new, but it's old. Something borrowed, and you can say in a roundabout way, something blue, too. I mean, we've heard those scriptures many, many, many times over and over again. But if you noticed every time you read it, that you get something uh, more defined and a little bit uh, greater than before. You know, like the scripture says, we <clears throat> we move onward and upward from glory to glory or understanding to understanding. It never gets old. It just gets better and better and better as we go along. Because it 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 takes root within us and grows. And when it does, we we can see a further distance. We can see what's before us. And we wait in that humble expectation, knowing and seeing that we are sons of God, that that we can receive the good and all that the Father has for us. If we just adhere to, trust in, and rely upon him. Like like what Michael has brought forth just a few minutes ago. I mean, it's a great and mighty thing. It's not our righteousness. It's his. He even tells us if it's our righteousness, it's as filthy rags in his sight. If we're going by our rightness, righteousness or goodness, we're in a whole lot of trouble. But it takes that perfect divine creator all, the creator of all that is. It's his righteousness that carries us through, that lifts us up, puts us on the mountaintop. It's that when we just step out of that grace, what I mean by grace, that unmerited favor, and want to do our thing in our way, that's where we go through the valleys. But even when we're in the valley, he's sitting there saying, come up hither, son, come up hither. Come on, don't give up, come on. I'm, I'm showing you things that's never entered into your heart and mind that I have prepared for you. So just keep on keeping on. Come on. And as we adhere to it and trust in it and rely upon it and stand, like he says, after we've done all we can do to stand, just continue to stand. Because it's not our righteousness and our, our power. It's his. And he... He says he dwells closer than a brother. He's in us. He's our very life essence that's in us. He is the all of all. And if we just adhere to it, trust in it, like he's saying, if we just but hear his voice, that word, and obey it, no matter how far 
fetched its sounds or seams, if we just adhere to it, try it. Don't be a hearer only, but be a doer. It may seem weird and out of out of whatever, out of whack or whatever you want to call it. But God's on time every time, all the time. He don't make mistakes. He's got a lesson for us to learn. He's got something that he wants to show us that otherwise we might not pay attention to it. Or we can come up hither and higher and higher and higher. They call it ascension or whatever they want to call it. We just commune with the Father and he will, will reward us openly. If I but just hear his voice, all things will be made new, all things will be made great and good. Because I'm not walking in my righteousness, I'm walking in his. He's, he's yeah. teaching me and you and every one of us how to be as he is. Or it is to where we can overcome and stand sure-footed on what we know and understand and that we can boldly go to the throne of grace and we can also stand and be of good courage and speak forth to our brothers and sisters those that might be how can I say um, I'm not saying I don't mean it in a demeaning way, but just hasn't it hasn't crossed their path in the sense that the Father's showing us. It's come to us, but we just kind of put it aside and ignored it. But when we bring it forward, like Michael has tonight, and we we listen to what he's saying and we take it in to our bosom our heart and we you know we ponder over it and you can say we can get all the take the milk from it you know and just partake of it dissect it look at it closer and just absorb it he said he don't want us to be hearers only. He wants us to be the doers. Because if we are the doers and we practice it like he says, we are going to find out that it works. That we're just not hearing words from someone. That we've actually looked at it, tried it, tested it. And I know in the past you've heard White Wolf says, I know, I've tested and tried these weapons because he knows it works. That's the only way we're going to know that it is absolute and that it is true is by us partaking of it, applying it, and doing it. It becomes alive within us that not only we see, but others round about us may see and believe also. Because out of our 
out of the heart and mind of man, the mouth will speak. And you're going to speak what's in your heart. And it becomes alive in you and the words you speak out are going to go out alive to others. And if if they're at the place where they can receive it and they take it within themselves, the same thing will happen. Because the even the scripture tells us we are known as we are known. You know, we think, well, you're Jim, Jack, Fred, or George, or, you know, that's not what he's talking about. We are known by our true nature, which is the God nature in us. That's what people really are attracted to, and they see and want to be part of that. And there are those that are not, maybe not further along as they should be and many just say no it's not for me now maybe later on but not now because they're not at that point and place to where they can accept it and receive it but as white wolf said in the past once the bell has been rung you cannot unring it That, that echo is going to go on and on and on and on, that vibration forever and ever. Just like the words of your mouth. That is life within us being spoken out into existence and into the universe. Just as the Father Creator did. He said, my word is gone out and it will not come back void. It's going out to do exactly what I sent it out to do. It won't come back empty. It'll come back bearing and laden with treasures. Hopefully it's the good treasures and not the bad. But all in all, that's, that's what's happened. Once it's gone out, I mean, it's there forever. And we have to know and accept and believe and do and apply. You know, it's just like the handwriting on the wall. Well, that king thought he was going to keep his kingdom. And he was mocking, you know, the believers and mocking the creator. And that very night, things appeared before him. And even the writing on the wall which he couldn't even understand. It was in a language he didn't know. It took Daniel the prophet to give the interpretation when he said, many, many ticker you farsen. You've been uh, found, uh, how does it go? You've been weighed in the balance. You've been weighed in the balance. And found wanting. And, uh, and that's what it is. We have to conscious, consciously and constantly check ourselves to make sure we're, that we're on that path. And I mean the path of goodness, righteousness, and brotherly love, those things. And that we give out those same things. Well, because if we give out the bad, 
when that comes full circle, you're going to get the bad. But if you have been giving good, good, and very good out, that's all you can get back. And if we just let ourselves be as the Father says, as he is, for I can do nothing of myself except what I see the Father, the Creator within me, he doeth the works. It's his righteousness. It's his glory, not my glory. It all in all points back to the divine creator all. That's just like when he told Moses, they're going to ask what your name is. He didn't mean a physical name. Like James or George or Jack or Fred. The father was telling us, I am that I am. That is what I am. I am anything and everything that you can perceive or see me to be. I am that. That is what I am. I am all in all. I am everything. There is nothing that exists and consists without me. And he made us in that image, in that likeness. The things that we speak out, we're continuing on the creation because you remember the scripture says he rested. And he said he dwells in a temple not made with hands. That temple is you and me. That's the very life of our being. But he's teaching each and every one of us to be just like that. To be like him. When we speak things out, it, it manifests. Your word will not come back void. It may happen instantly. It may be a month. It may be 10 years or longer. But it will come back. The only thing is, it took so long a time to come and we forgot all about it. But see, it was still traveling that will, brother. It's still coming. It went out at that starting point, but it's coming back around. And you ain't even, you don't even see it. It comes up and uh, unaware sneaks up behind you. And you wonder where it came from. And you say, well, why did that happen to me? Blah, blah, blah. But you forgot a few days ago or a few months ago or a few years ago what you said. But see, once it's gone out, it will not come back void. It was going to do what you sent it out to do. That's why he tells us the tongue is an unruly member that it sets on fire or destruction the very course of nature. And people wonder what's going on in this, this world today. The thoughts of their minds were evil continuously. That's why it come upon them. Go back reading, I think it's the, either the first or second chapter of Genesis. He said the reason all this stuff's coming on mankind is because the thoughts of their mind were evil continuously. They were walking in their self-willed attitude instead of in the divine, 
mind with gratitude and humility and love and joy and peace. You know, it, it does seem like it's a hard thing, but it's not. It's a it's really easy if we are really truly sincere and seek to do the will of the divine creator all. He said, Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But so we've got so brainwashed by these preachers and these churches all these years and i'm not saying there's not they're not good people but they just been misguided a bit for whatever reason whether it be how much to fill their pockets or they just don't have the knowledge that they think they have but see the scripture tells us a wise man changes his mind often but a fool never does. And if we stop and think it, you can say that's like a sheep or a goat. A goat just just bashes his head against another goat or a wall or a rock or whatever. But the sheep, it grazes, it's peaceful, and it wanders where it will. I mean, there's, there's, it says nature itself will teach us in all things. There's so much there if we will allow ourselves to uh, allow the allowing. And a lot of what they said was bad is not necessarily bad because it says in, that they're, they're going to say that what is good is bad and what is bad is good. The only way you're really going to truly know that if it truly is good or bad is by you checking it out for yourself. And don't go by what your preacher's telling you. Your, your very life depends on it. Even though you may go there, check out what they're saying to make sure. That you know, that you know, that you know. He wants knowers. We believe, but he wants knowers. He wants us to know. Because once we know, and even the Father said that where he goes, and the way he goes, that we know. We don't guesstimate or think maybe, might be. We know. We have to have that calm assurance within us, that steadfastness of the, the purity and the power of the glory of the Almighty that indwells us. That we are as he is and he is as we are. As above, so below. As within, so without. I mean, it's all there. You can't escape it. It's all there. All we have to do, just step out 
in faith. Faith is a substance, so that means there's something there. But it's also the evidence of things not seen, so there's got to be evidence there that you can see and apply it. It's just such a mighty thing to to be able to to be in in the gracious glory of the the Almighty, you know, and have an attitude of gratitude before Him. Because no matter what we could do for the Father, it's far greater than we could ever do for Him. And all He says to each and every one of us, just come as you are. It doesn't matter. Just come as you are. I'll do the rest. I'll strengthen you. I'll build you up. I'll love you. I'll carry you around in the palms of my hands. I'll do all these things for you. It's not your righteousness, your strength, it's mine. Just put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. You know, put on the whole armor of God. Because it, it's him that's doing it. And all that, that, is, that is done and was done, we weren't even worthy of any of it. It took him to make us worthy. And that's a great and mighty thing. And with that, uh, you know, I'll uh, kind of back off a little bit right there. And if anyone has anything they would like to share or add to, please, please take the time to come in there and share what you have, what God has put on your heart. And uh, we would gladly love to hear and receive the good things. So, anyone have yeah, anything? It's to... MJ. It's, yes, it's MJ again. Um, and I don't want to cut off anybody that wants to come in and share, but I just wanted to thank you for that word. Um, yeah, man, it's just, uh, it's so great. You know, you you hear it and you think, well, look at all the kingdoms of this world that have come and gone. You know, like Jimi Hendrix saying, it's a castle's made of sand. They fall into the sea eventually, you know. Yep. But this word tells us that ye have entered. It says, wherefore we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, Amen. let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence. Yes. You know, in 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 another place with in spirit and in truth you know and uh, jesus said that you would know the truth and the truth would set you free and yes it's just you know so every time i read the scriptures like you said it's like they're pregnant it just always brings forth higher and higher you know understandings and uh, Amen. Anyway, I thank you for it, brother. Thank you, brother. And you remember, I think it was the last week or the week before when you were you were talking about, uh, I believe it was the mirror. You know, if, though we look in the mirror dark, see what manner of man we are. 
but then we turn right. and forget. you know and you hear you hear people say it all the time believers and non-believers they'll say here's looking at you kid <laughs> stop and think about what they're saying they're actually looking at themselves because when we look at each other like if i look at you or you look at me we're looking at ourselves pushed outwardly and your your um how can i put it your nature is um giving me back what i need either to overcome or to grasp and share and be part of whatever's going on in all these individual lives that we think we have because the scripture says we're all one and we cannot be divided i am you and you are me if you come to me and we're having a conversation and i'm receiving that conversation from you and vice versa i'm seeing myself in that you know what i'm saying i'm i'm getting what i need to overcome or to be part of or whatever the case may be so that i can grow in a greater understanding because no one man or woman or child has all of the knowledge it takes all of us but the father has put it out there in so many facets and so many uh, possibilities that there are we are playing out every infinite possibility there could ever be whether it be good or bad that's why we and if you notice what the scripture says even in the very beginning it says you know uh we learn by watching when we're children we watch our parents we imitate them it's like looking in a mirror we become like they are at first we're babbling don't make sense can't do but yet we're taking it all in but then we get to a point where we can start seeing words and start talking see we're applying it we're not only hearing it but we're applying it otherwise we'd never be able to talk or do a lot of things we're we're seeing the image of ourselves, and if you hear and the saying goes back even into the egypt into the ancient times you know when people said we're going to go out you know you know how they say extraterrestrials and all that they said well we're going to go out and meet them no the saying is they're going out to meet their self because in reality that's what we are doing they are our ancestors we're not the only one in this universe we're going out to meet ourselves to get a greater understanding uh hopefully a better way of understanding and doing things you know like he says we're going onward and upward from understanding to understanding or from glory to glory power to power 
and knowledge they say knowledge is power no knowledge is potential power you can have all the knowledge in the world if you never use it it ain't gonna do you no good until you apply it and that's what the father's telling us don't be a hearer only be a doer apply it you go and then you'll get that wisdom and that knowledge and that understanding how are you going to know if it works if you don't try it and what do they tell you what's the saying which is an absolute true saying it goes way 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 back even in the pharaoh's days practice makes perfect the more you do it the better you get at it the better you understand it the more you apply it and you see that it works not just a one-time deal it's an all-time deal like i tell people all the time god's on time every time all the time and it's not a one-time thing with god i mean you got all eternity to I mean, to grow in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. So why not open your heart and mind to receive it and be part of it? Dare, dare to apply it and check it out. If it doesn't work, set it aside. And what does work, like White Wolves used to say, Put it in your bag of jewels and practice it. Keep using it. It's just going to get better and better and better. And then pretty soon, all you have to do is thank it and bam, it's done. There's no, oh, God, please help me. Oh, uh, I hope you hear me. No, 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 no. No. The more you apply it, the more you understand it, and then you realize that it is part of you. It has, it has to obey you. That it's not going to be. It is, just like the Father said. I am that. That is what I am. I am that I am that I am. I'm anything and everything you can possibly perceive or conceive within yourself. I'm all of that and then some. That nothing exists and consists without it or him, the I am. But that's in us. Just think of the wonderful things. That out of all things, there's one thing you cannot deny no matter what, is that you are. Even if it is just for this point in time, you know within yourself that you are. And that is the, that is the I am. I am that I am. And you can't deny that you are right now. That it's not just a figment of your imagination. You know that you are. Now think that from the the perspective of, of the divine creator all, all that is. 
when he said, I am that I am. And he is. And he created us and made us just like him. I mean, it's such a glory and such a majesty and such a power within itself. The, it boggles the mind. It's Sometimes it's almost seems like almost impossible to even get to grasp it. But yet he allows it and opens it up and shows it to us. If we will receive it like he says. It. If you can receive this. Be it done unto you. That's not a hard thing. But our mind's sitting there going. Uh, because we're busied with other stuff. And it just kind of wakes up the mind like holy moly. Where did that come from? I mean, the things that happen in our lives, the the all of a sudden, the, the sudden spurts of uh, knowledge or wisdom or understanding or certain words people say to you that all of a sudden just pop out at you. That's not by chance. That's not by coincidence. That was appointed for that time and that space for you to receive. Because the scripture tells us today is the day. And now, not tomorrow, today. And now is the time. And if you really look at it, we tell people, I'll see you tomorrow. When tomorrow gets here, what is it? It's always today. So tomorrow, actuality never comes. It's always today. But there's just so many things of how great and mighty and full of majesty the creator all is. And he loved us so much. Everything in creation was done out of love. But we as man has really did a bad job in screwing everything up. Because we're here and we think that we're just whatever. And I'm going to do my thing my way, no matter if you like it or don't. And that ain't what it's all about. He tells us to love your neighbor as yourself. You know? Because that is the fulfilling of all of the law. The first is to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul, and all your strength. You ought to. He's inside of you. That's where he dwells. He's not dwelling out in space. He's dwelling in you. I dwell in a temple not made with hands. We're not made with hands. He created us. You can't get any closer to God than uh, like, like the Pope tells you, I'm going to excommunicate you. That guy's so ignorant, he, did, he, he probably don't even come out of the rain. If you got rid of God, this body would just fall over dead because he's the very life of this being that we are. He said he sticks closer than a brother. A brother has your genes. 
He sticks closer than that. He's the very life of all that is. And he, he's already showed us all this, but yet somebody comes along and we're sitting there, oh, monkey see, monkey do. No. Just stop and think about it. Like that, like in the, the word back in the Old Testament, that word Salah, it means to stop and think about what's being said. They got us moving so fast in this here paradigm right now, we don't stop and even take time to say hello to anybody or barely enough time to go to the bathroom because we're on the go. Where, where are you going? I don't know, but I got to go. That's what they tell you. No, we just need to stop, relax, and think about it. And then, man, your life will be in so much more bliss than you can ever think of. And a lot of times, the, the things that you think that you really have to do or press to do, if you really stop and think about it, you're going to see. Man, why was I in such a hurry or why was I this or why was I that because the time no you will see they said well time don't wait on nobody well just check check it out a few times and you'll see what happens you'll find out that all that is within you is in charge and that all things, all things are possible. Even the time aspect and everything else that goes along with it. We've been lied to so much from, from cradle almost to grave. And I tell you, brother, he said, as long as there is breath, there is hope. And... It is one of the most precious things out of everything in this universe. And so many people are just, they don't understand, they don't know, they don't, they're letting it pass right by them. And it should not be that way. It should be the first and foremost things in our life. And that we teach our children. And they teach their children. And not be tossed to and fro. By every wind of doctrine. And in the times past. I did that too. Because I didn't have the knowledge. But something clicked in me. The father showed me things. He says. No I will teach you. I will lead you. I will guide you. I will strengthen you. But before, somebody said, no, this, no, that. And I, I, I would jump to and fro, listening to every wind of doctrine. All I did was got me more confused. I had to back off and get away from it. And listen to that still small voice like Michael was saying earlier. Listen to that voice within you. And you know who that voice sounds like? It sounds like you. Your thoughts are you talking to yourself. Which is that divine creator awakening you 
where you can see who and what you truly are and why you are and all those glorious things where you can have a life of bliss, joy, and communion with that eternal all that is. Not a life of sadness and pain and trials and tribulation. He uses some of those things for, because of our disobedience. We miss the mark, and the mark for us is good, good, and very good. That's, that's a training tool. You don't like the situation you get in. He gives you the way out, and he shows you the way. He said that where he goes and the way he goes, you know. You hear his voice and another voice you will not listen to. You learn to listen to that voice within you. Not that we don't listen to our fellow man out here. Don't get, I'm not, I don't mean it in that sense. But when that voice, that, that guidance or that understanding that you know in every fiber of your being just like, saturate you and says and then you have to speak what it tells you to speak whether people love you or hate you or despise you it doesn't matter it's not you that they despise or hate it's what they're hearing and the father knows how to correct it all because they're upset with what he brought out And in time, if they have a sincere heart, that will change and they will see and understand and be part of. Like Michael was saying, we're in this world, but we're not of it. Because we are of the kingdom of the Most High. That's, that's the kingdom we are of. But see, because of no understanding or, how can I say, amnesia and letting the so-called system brainwash that away from us. Have you noticed children when they come here, when they're born? You know, the scripture says they're walkers in two worlds. They're walking in that kingdom that they came from, the true kingdom. But as we're going, when we come into this flesh, immediately our parents and our peers and everyone around us start programming us. Our mind is like a sponge. It just starts. Have you ever wondered why children that when you tell them something, they tell you no. Because deep down within themselves, they know that that's not the way it goes. They're challenging you because they're walking in both worlds. But because you're their parent, eventually they give in. They're learning your ways. How to talk, how to walk, how to be part of this. And that, and they pick up all your prejudices, 
but they also pick up all the good things in you too. We just got to watch what we instill in each other and in our children. Because that's a precious thing in his sight. Like he said, the children. It's better for them to tie a grinding wheel or a millstone that grinds the grain around their neck and be cast into the sea. In other words, to kill their own self than to mess with a child of good or God. You see how mankind takes that lightly? I mean, that's something that we shouldn't take lightly. That's the future of the world. That's the future of what's, what is. And we need to guard it at all costs, just like we guard our mind. That's what he tells us. Guard her with all diligence. Watch what you put in there. Watch what you say. Watch what you do. Mark the perfect man. One that does not offend in speech. That's all. I'm just quoting scripture. It's there. But people have taken it out of context. And not really took time to look at what he was telling them. And pondering it a little bit. Where it absorbs into their being, into their heart. Where they may receive the goodness and the joy of it. And the strength. And then those names that they call you and the things they say about you, it'll roll right off your back just like water does. Just like water on a duck's back, you could say. It won't, it won't even bother you no more. You kind of feel a little sad. But it all, at the same time, it can open the door that you could share and help them see from a different point of view where we can help one another. Because when we help them, remember what the scripture says, over one, they say sinner, they repent it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't use the word sinner. All of heaven rejoices over uh, um, let me let me back up again. We're to we're to know and to understand. All of heaven rejoices rejoices over one that has no understanding that comes to the understanding and the knowledge of the Creator and what it's really truly about. All of heaven rejoices. That's all of us. And all the hidden hosts of heaven. And heaven is this universe. It's not just what people think they're going to go to some uh, place in the sky and there's going to be mansions. No. There's so much that we we can't even fathom, you know, anything out of this world, much less in this world. Most of us haven't seen half of what's here in this world. 
I mean, so there's just so much. And it's all for us. All he says is just do as I do and speak as I speak. And love your brother, your neighbor as yourself. That's a commandment for us. Because when we do that, we fulfill the whole law. That's a mighty thing. That's the love I see in every man. The truth. When I see my fellow man, I see the divine creator within him. Even though they may act like a horse's hind end or speak things that they probably shouldn't speak. Because in times past, I was just like that before I understood. And a child makes mistakes too, but he has to grow and learn to do or not do. So I can't hold it against them. I just got to try to help them and overlook it. And sometimes it's hard. Believe me, I know that. That That's us carrying our cross. Not a physical cross. It's that, you know, the yoke is easy and the burden is light. But because of the teaching of the mankind and the system and these churches that are not adhering to the truths of what is, they're leading you astray. Like they say, you're like sheep being led to slaughter. That's in the scripture. Look it up. And what does most people tell you? Well, my pastor said, your pastor, are you out in the field? Or your preacher? He's a false prophet. If it doesn't bear witness with, with what is, he's a false prophet. No ifs, ands, or buts. And I'm not judging them either. Not that they can't be good, good, and very good. We can all be that way. But we've all had our feet on both sides of the fence. Like the Father said, I would rather have you hot or cold, not lukewarm. If you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. In other words, I'm not going to have nothing to do with you. You're not going to see the blessing. I'm not going to give you anything. Either you don't know it all, or you know when you're applying it and doing it. I don't want you one minute here doing this, and the next minute I don't know. Because you know those those fence, the they get pretty sharp when you're trying to straddle it, and it, it ain't going to be a good feeling. But all I'm saying is just you got to give your all if you can. I'm talking from my own perspective. I'm talking to me. When I'm talking to um. you, I'm... I'm talking to me, and believe me, I do my very best to adhere to, trust in, and rely on, and trust in what it's telling me. And deep down, our heart really, truly knows. You can feel the vibration. You can feel the calling. You can feel the essence of what is, or that thought in your mind saying, just Go a little closer, just a little bit closer. I'm here. Just check it out. And, and sometimes we do, and other times, oh, man, I ain't got time. I'll, the high, My way or the highway. I got to get out of here. I got places to go and things to do. One of these days, we're going to say, well, 
I should have stopped and really thought about what I was doing. You don't want to wait till you get to the end and try to make it right. He gave us a whole, I mean, from the time we get here to the time you check out here. He gave you all that space in between to, to get it right. Now, that's what you call a long-suffering uh, divine creator. And he told us for uh, just for us to come as we are. Though our, uh, our misdealings were red as scarlet, he said, he will make it as white as snow. Don't listen to all that garbage. When they tell you this and this, you can't do this, you can't do that, that's not what it means. That, that ought to be a stop sign right there for you to go check out to make sure that they're not lying to you. Especially when they insist on you to do it. Like I tell people, I tell what I've studied over all these years and what the divine creator's done in my life the testimonies that I give, I'm coming from that perspective. And uh, and what what is being said and done through the Greek, Hebrew, Aramaic, and even other languages, they're all saying the same thing. They're only telling you from their perspective and their culture. But they're all saying the same things we're saying. If we really take the time to look, we're all trying to get to the same place at the, the, the same way. But they've been misguided and misled just like we have from our fellow man. Because their, their gift or what they're wanting is greed and other things. When the Father has already told each and every one of us, I've given you everything. I've given it all to you. And it's yours to use. But they lie to us and say, no, there's not enough. Uh, you can only have so much. You shouldn't have that because you can't be a Christian and have money because that's against God. Then why does a preacher have mega churches and making billions? If that's the case. But he'll tell you, oh, that's a blessing of God. And it's not that way. We need to adhere to what our brethren are saying. When your spirit bears witness of it, take it in and enjoy it and meditate on it. See it. Dissect it. Check it out. You know, prove me herewith, saith Yahweh. He's telling us to prove him. And the only way we're going to prove him is by applying and doing it. If our creator's telling us that, we ought to be doing that. But mankind's telling us in that and we follow along. Monkey see, monkey do. That ought to be a sign. Heck no, dude. I'm going to check out and make sure like the I think it was the Laodiceans. They checked out daily. Which one was it, Michael? I can't remember offhand. Oh, 
Oh, the um, the um, in Acts uh, was it the Bereans that checked the Bereans? Daily? Yes, sir. The, yes, sir. Yeah. They studied the scriptures daily to see if what was being told to them was actually so, and that's what I'm saying. Thank you, brother, for that. I just couldn't remember right offhand, and uh, uh, it's 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 really that important because it was put in there for us to see that and be to really think about what we are doing. I mean, our words are very, very important. He said it's the word, the thought, the conception, the idea, the logos, which is the word. It was his thought, it was his conception, it was his idea. And it was made manifest. It came into material manifestation. And it dwelt among us. And he said he dwells in a temple not made with hands. That's us. I mean, it's all there if we choose to really bless the Almighty with all that is. He said he'll, he that lacks wisdom to ask and he will liberally give it to you. He will open it up to you. But we have to be there with an open heart and an open mind to receive and not be like that billy goat. Once you got it in there, oh, well, my preacher said this. I've been in the way 40 years. Yeah, it's time you get out of the way and let the truth come in. <laughs> That's the trouble. We get in the way where the father can't have his way. And we need to let the Father have his way to where we can be in the way, in the path, in the truth, in all that is from age, age lasting to everlasting to everlasting. And it's all right here before our eyes and before our, you know, our brethren is bringing the great and mighty thing and the sisters too i didn't i don't want to leave them out that are bringing the the great testimonies and the wisdom knowledge and understanding because no one man has it all it takes all of us as a unit just like the he gives the analogy of the body the arm can't say to the foot i have no need of you or the tongue can't say to the ear you know, I have no need of you. It's all jointly fit together. They work in unison with one another to make it work in perfect harmony. And that's what we're all about. That's what this call's all about. Come let us reason together. And it, to where we can all partake and all receive the good things that Yahweh has for us that we may be lifted up and that we lift him up in all things to where we can grow and rise up together in understanding. That's the whole purpose of this call and to give God the praise of all that is. And even the best praise we can give him is not good enough for how perfect and worthy and absolute he is. But he still accepts it because he knows we're sincere, 
were honest and of a, a humble and contrite heart, that we stand before him with an open heart. And he says, that's good enough. It's not your righteousness, it's mine. I accept that. You come as you are. And I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. That's not a hard thing. That's a loving thing. And with that, you know, I'm going to stop speaking right here because I know that there's, um, you may have some more to say, Michael, or um, Gil, and uh, uh, what is it, Rudy? Rudy. Hey, uh, I do have a little bit, uh, four verses I want to read that came to mind when you were uh, talking, Jim. And then I'm going to, I'm going to withdraw and hopefully some others will come in and they'll share. But, uh, it comes from Hosea and it starts at chapter six, verse six through, uh, nine. It's a, listen, this is what, you know, this is like God speaking to us in the word. It says, for I deserved loving, I, I desired loving kindness and not sacrifice. I mean, this is the difference between Mary that sits at his feet and says, I don't have to do nothing. It's his righteousness, not my own. Amen. And the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. You know, all the things that people think that they have to do to go attend to the altar. Wrong. You know, it's just, you know, it's his righteousness. And he says... And they, like Adam, have rebelled against the covenant. There, they have dealt treacherously against me. Well, look, when you look at the kingdoms of man and how man mankind has relied upon the arm of his flesh, well, look, look in the world. Look at how many billions, hundreds of millions, at least, have been slaughtered, you know, and we're going to get there. Can I add one thing to this, brother? Yes, sir. Go ahead. When you said how we have dealt treacherously, remember what I was saying earlier about how how easy it is to get off of that? You know, we're, we're dealing treacherously with our lives. He gives us from birth till the time we check out of here to get to get it right. But yet he's telling us right there through what Michael was just saying, we deal treacherously. That is a that's a that's, pretty rough word to have to deal with. That's how it's viewed from heaven's perspective, you know. And he says Gilead is is it's it's a um, Gilead means the rocky place. That's how the um, the carnal mind is is thought of um, from heaven's perspective. It says Gilead is a city of them that work vanity and is tracked with heel marks of blood. I mean, that's, that's what you're going to get. I mean, look at the world leaders. I mean, look at millions and millions have been slaughtered on the battlefield, you know. And, yes. and where does it all come from? Hosea verse 6, verse 9. You want to know the source of it all? He says, and and as gangs of robbers wait for a man, so oh, the God. company of priests murder in the way by consent. 
So yes, they sir. practice idolatry. Yes, sir. And that's the thing. As long as we're looking outward, we're we're allowing a man to stand between us and and God. We we think that <clears throat> we don't understand in a sense that our inner man is heaven and the outer man is the earth. Yes. We we don't understand that like Jim said, he, he walks closer closer than a brother, that without God we have no life. We it it if you want to say the center, it says in, in another place, Christ is all and in all. It's just that our our waking objective conscious mind is the prodigal son that went out and said Mm, we're going to go check out, take a little portion of our estate and go see what we see. Yes. But yes. after a while, we get tired of eating the hog slop, you know? <laughs> I mean, I know I did. And, uh, Me too, bro. Wow. You know, um, maybe we can turn and go back and um, look at what it said in verse 9 again. And as gangs of robbers wait for a man, that's how church is seen modern day church is seen from the heavenly perspective yes. so the company of priests murder in the way yes. they murder in the way that's what that's what from heaven's perspective if you can see the truth today yes. and saint paul wrote it in his writings now is the now is the you know the time today if you can hear his voice finish Amen. the race because otherwise, we're just going to get right back on that wheel, and we're yeah. going to come back, and we're going to start all over again. And um, if you can hear his voice today, finish the race. Finish it. Hallelujah. And um, he says, Gilead, that rocky place, is a city, I'll say, a city in consciousness of them that work vanity. Well, vanity is nothing. It's just absolute nothing. It's worthless. And he says, in that place, those kingdoms, those states are tracked with heel marks of blood. You got that right? Yes, sir. How many wars, world wars even? And yet, you know, onward Christian soldiers marching on to war. It, it, <laughs> it's repugnant, isn't it? It's repugnant. A lot of innocent blood, brother. Yeah. With that, Jim, I hope that some others will want to come step forward and share what's on their mind, and I'm going to be quiet here, and hopefully they'll come forward. Brother, thank you for that. I mean, what you just brought forward, I mean, that makes so much sense. If today they but just hear the words that are brought forth and dare to check it out, like, um, I know that I know that I know within myself that the Father will open it up to you where you can see it in a greater light and receive it with gladness and joy. Does it, uh, the, the invitation is that if y'all have anything y'all would like to share, please, please step forward and share no matter what it is. We would love to hear it. I mean, because that's what this call is all about. You know, we, you know, to hear the good news, to hear the things that's on your heart. If it's prayer, 
will pray for you. Whatever the case may be, if it's a testimony of something that, you know, the Father has done in your life and, you know, and you're just so overwhelmed and enthused with it, and let us be overwhelmed and enthused also with you, you know, because that's what it's all about. We're, we're happy for you. We know that our God is God and that he does not lack in anything. I see you in there, Gil. If you would like to share something, please, brother, feel free. And you too, Rudy. Um, I mean, it's a, like I tell people, the only one, the, the only bad question was one that wasn't asked. So please bring it forward if it's laid on your heart because we would love to hear it. And I'll shut up now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, uh, Jim and MJ. Um, wonderful words shared tonight. Um, I just have a, I have a little, kind of little testimony um, I'll share. Um, a friend of mine was uh, with a group of people and someone uh, came in with some kind of um, disheartening news about a relative and someone in the group had said, well, let's see this person walking in the room happy, you know, speaking, uh, speaking, um, you know, the healing upon their family member that was in the hospital. And, um, and someone in that group had directed, you know, seeing this person joyful and, and kind of asked everyone to imagine that person uh, happy walking in the room and sharing the good news. And, uh, not even a couple of days later, uh, that exact thing that exact thing happened, <laughs> where Hallelujah. where that individual came in uh, awesome, in man. front of the same group of individuals, and it was, you know, uh, you know, twelve, fifteen people got to got to see their imaginal act um, uh, lovingly on behalf of uh, another person's family. Uh, they got to see it play out, um, yeah. and so when that uh, when that person shared that that story with me, um, that person just lit up. It was just so beautiful, uh, just to hear um, the faith and the belief, you know, in something, and and for that group of people to see it work firsthand. Um, so that that you know that that filled me up with a lot of joy, and uh, I, I wanted to <clears throat> I wanted to share it um, um, with with y'all. And um, anyway, I just I'm grateful uh, I'm grateful to be able to have you know um, a testimony where we're able to um, see the work of our Father, you know. Amen. Amen. Brother, I felt that the testimony when when you started speaking, I felt it. Uh, I mean, you know, the scripture says we are written, written epistles to be seen of men. And see, you you sp- you're speaking out this testimony, brother. And before, you know, like you said, a few days before it actually 
come to fruition. And our words are so very important in our obedience to the laws of what is. It, it, it's alive. It's written epistles to be seen of men. A few days, uh, like you said, someone spoke it out. And then a few days later, it literally manifested before their eyes. Now, that is a that is a written epistle to be seen in men. They saw it. It was alive. Uh, ooh, can't you just feel the power in that? And then the power, the word that you speak out. That's that's the that's the power you have with God. He's teaching you to be just like he is. The word that you speak has power. That's why he tells us to speak the good, good, and very good. Because if we speak the bad, bad, and very bad, we're going to get a whole can of, how can I say, whoop-ass that we never wanted to open up. And I don't mean it to be derogatory, but it will tear us a new one if we don't watch it. That's why he tells us to guard over our tongue. But at the same time, out of our innermost being flows rivers of living water where it's alive and becomes part of you and is you. And it's, it's a written epistle, a written word to be seen of man. It, you, you speak it out and then you see it manifest before your eyes. That's the almighty creator I am saying, I am that. That is what I am. I am just. I am true. I am absolute. I am all things to you. That's what he's telling us. He said he will not withhold any good thing from those that love him and seek after him. Brother, thank you so much for that testimony. Thank you, brother. I really do appreciate that. I mean, it just blesses my soul. You can feel the power in the mighty words that come forth here. And it's all God. It's all God telling us, I'm here. I'm for you. I'm anything and everything you want me to be. Just trust me. Listen to me. Adhere to me. Be part of me. It's that simple. And he, like he's, like they say, come on, make my day. He just made mine and then some in my tomorrow too. I mean, that's yeah. what it's all about. And you too, Michael. Thank you. I mean, for what you, you have brought forth. I mean, there's, there's power in these words that they're bringing forth. There's power in them because we're all jointly fit together as one with that divine eternal creator. It takes all of us, not just one of us. It takes us all. And it all fits together, every bit of it, every word we speak and everything that takes place. I mean, the Father knows what he's doing. If we will just allow it and come to him with an open heart and an open mind, 
like he says, open your mouth and I will fill it. And before when Michael first came on here, you know, he said he didn't know what he was going to say, but it came to his mind. He opened his mouth and the father gave him the words to say. And it filled his heart and it filled our hearts. And same with Gil and everyone that was on here. I mean, God said he's not a God far off. He's ever present. He's right. He said he's he's within us. He sticks closer than a brother. We just got to acknowledge it. And he tells us, acknowledge me in all your ways. And to prove him herewith, saith Yahweh, if he won't pour you out a blessing where there's hardly room enough to receive it, that blessing could be the knowledge that you're speaking forth. It could be a financial blessing. It could be many other types of blessings. You can't outgive God. He's already gave it all for us. And all we got to do is say, thank you, Father. I accept it. It's just like when somebody hands you something. Thank you. And it's that simple. But we make a big drawn out process and you hear people say, well, I've got to go fast for 40 days and 50 nights. And, you know, God don't look at all that. He 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 looks at the intent of the heart. That fasting does assist the body. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, that that is a man made concept. God didn't say you had to do that because it would be in there more places than one if he intended you to to go fast. I know they talk about the Messiah fasting 40 days and 40 nights. But go back and look at the definitions of those words, what he's really saying. When you fast, you can fast from all that negative thinking it didn't say you had to fast to you know to starve your body where you can't you know even walk when it's over with and you you harmed your body god is not a god of harm and bad and evil he's a god of love what he's telling us by us fasting clean out that negative thinking and meditate that word meditate means to think about what he's saying to us in those scriptures and the knowledge that we've come to know over the years. Think about it where it becomes alive within us. It's not a physical fast. I know we were taught that, but that's how the, how can I say, those that don't have your best interest at heart know that they have control over you. They tell you something and you hop, skip, and jump to do it. That's why you have to, you know, study the word daily to see if what they're telling you is so. Check it out because your very soul depends on it because it says we deal treacherously. You know, so we we, we got to get a real good grip. And we can't blame no one else but ourselves. 
because we have to make that choice. No one can make it for us. And with that, I love you and I appreciate you, Michael. I appreciate you, Gil. And you too, Rudy. If you have something to say, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but if you have something you would like to share, we would gladly love to hear from you, brother. Well, thank you anyway. You have anything else, Michael or Gil, y'all would like to share? Jim, I, I, um, I, I, at the beginning of the call, I wasn't sure if I was wanting to share this or not, but uh, I just feel like that I, I just have this urge to share it. And uh, one of the things that happened last night was so incredible, at least to me, um, you know, I found myself sitting in a room, you know, by my, you know, with with this one other man who was, he was the host of this party we went to, and in the other room there's like so many people in the other room you can't even hardly hear yourself think, and we we went into this other room so we could talk and uh, hear ourselves, and uh, he he got real serious, you know, and he started asking me you know, really pointed questions about, uh, you know, the stuff that we talk about on this call. Amen, brother. And I said, I had a moment of check. Like, do I do this? Do I, do I step over the line? I mean, we're at a party and people are drinking and having a good time. Do I, do I really go here with this guy? And, I just couldn't help myself. I was like, you know, yeah. so <clears throat> I started opening my mouth and the well, guy that's... said, uh, he said, uh, he said, man, I, I know what you're saying is true. He says, I, I just, it just resonates in me in a way that it's just, it's incredible. It's like, man, when can we get together? When can we, you know, pers- pursue this more and I don't know what I was thinking I I don't know honestly maybe I wasn't thinking I I, I don't know I I, I thought about this on the way back home that you know yesterday evening and I reached out and touched the man I took the took the, the fingertips of my hand and I reached out and touched him on his heart hallelujah I I I what I'm trying to say is I've never done anything like that before, you know. <laughs> well, the spirit was like, leading I don't God. know what compelled me. So anyway, he he told me that, like, it, they felt like hot pokers, like hot, you know, mm-hmm. like, a, like the tea said, it felt like the tips of my fingers were just like burning hot on mm-hmm. his skin. You know, it didn't burn his clothes or anything, but he said to him it felt like it was it was extremely hot. And um, I said, man, I said, there's a difference between looking at religion and going through, you know, because this guy was Irish, and I don't know if you know about the Irish people, but 
I'm Irish. The Catholic Church has the Irish people, you know, by the neck. Okay, since he was a baby, you know, the the Catholic priest, they just completely dominate their lives. And I said, I said, share with me something that you remember from going to mass. And he said, you know, I always remember how the the, the priest he he opens up the curtains. And he reaches into this this box and he pulls out the host and he blesses the host and then he gives it to the people and he says, this is my body that is broken for you. And I said, okay, great. He said, now let me tell you what it means. He said, what do you mean? I said, what you're looking at is a play. The guy who's doing the play doesn't know the meaning of the play. It's something that he has been taught to do by going to school, and he does it by rote memory every Sunday, but he has no idea what it means in regard to his own own body. Yes. I said, now, what's happening here is the hand that is reaching into this vault is your consciousness. When you raise the kundalini, the serpent on the staff, and it and it goes down uh, from the pineal gland down the pineal striatus to the to the uh, the fornix, and it hits that stone that little white covering over the fornix and it rolls away that stone that is him buried at Golgotha that is Christ risen from the dead that's why the priest is reaching in there for you because you don't know what it means in regard to your own self you don't need the priest but until you know what it means to yourself then you go and you sit and you watch this guy go through these motions and give you the play. So in a least sense, at least the church is preserving knowledge through the operation of some play that they go through week in and week out. But how much greater is it when you realize that this is a function of your consciousness and your body and you you don't need the priest to do this you need to step up and say i am a priest king i am can enter into the order of melchizedek this day and i can go into the fornix and you know what's really interesting if anybody's got access to any uh, medical journals or dictionaries the electrical power that uh, I don't know what to call it except for power because it's not exactly electricity in the sense that uh, you know the, the the Chinese call it chi the Germans call it vril you know it's got different names but it's all the same you know um, it's called four amen literally it's called four amen yes you know, Jesus, in the revelation of Jesus Christ, you know, which is the revelation of Christ in you, in every one of us, he calls himself the amen. 
<laughs> you know, it's so great, man. It's so great when you see it. I mean, you know, you just can't even imagine. I, I went this morning to pick up my son. He he was he spent the night last night there with um at the house. So I went back to the house and um, pick him up. And this man, he came he came out of the house. Now I didn't want to wake him up. I mean, you know, we didn't leave till three o'clock in the morning. I mean, that's the impact. You know, they were like, stay, spend the night. And um, I said, no, no, we need to go on and get back to the house. I got up this morning and went back over there and picked up my son. This man was up out of bed, and he he came out to the car shaking my hand. When can we get back together? You know, <laughs> Amen, it brother. just it was. And and not I'm I'm sharing the testimony with you men because this is the this is the the gift that God has given us the ability to share this with other people and to assist them you know um, because they're not getting assistance where they should be getting assistance and if they're not going to get it there they're going to have to get it somewhere and um, and you know how. The scripture says that, you know, I think it's in the fourth chapter of Daniel, somewhere around, I think it's verse 17. He says, the Most High would put the basest of men. He puts whoever he wants over the kingdoms of man. It all belongs to the Most High. And what I take from that is you should be going down to church and you should be getting all this knowledge down there at the church and the church should be about the business of, of birthing the elect children. Yes. It, instead, she's more interested in her ornate buildings and, um, and looking good. And look how this wisdom has been given to men and women who, as far as the world's concerned, you know, who the hell is, who, who is Michael Joseph? You know what I mean? It's like, I never even heard of this guy. And yet, you know, this guy I spoke to last night, and I won't speak his name, but he, he, he said, how do you know these things? How do you, where'd you get all this knowledge? I said, look, I could be an arrogant SOB, and I could say, well, I studied and I did this all about. Look, I prayed the prayer of Solomon that the, that the knowledge would be given to me so that I could help other people. Amen. And I've had a dream recently where somebody came walking up into my dream and told me, um, you've gone through all these tribulations in life so that you can help people that are getting ready to go through a lot of tribulation. Yes. And uh, that's the deal, man. We were put through tests. And I know everyone on this call has been put through tests, trials in their lives. And... uh, and the reason for that is because when other people are in fear and they don't know what to do and they are at their at their mind's end and some of them feel completely hopeless, well, if they come across your path, you're there to help them. You're there to give them a good word. You're there to look them straight in the eye and don't break their gaze until they, you know, they're like, they know that there's something there there to hear, you know, and you give it to them. And I used to be cautious about it, but now I realize that if I, if you have the unction to speak, if you, you feel driven, 
to speak. That's the Holy Spirit saying, okay, it's time for you to speak here. You're, you're here to, you know, for this moment, and you, you need to deliver these words that I'm going to give you to speak and, um, and be bold about it. And be bold about it. Be, be bold about delivering that truth, you know. And um, that's what it means to enter into the, the kingdom of righteousness. Um, in another place in the scriptures, you, it's called, I think in the, the book of Romans chapter 8, I think you'll find it there. It's called the slave of righteousness. It's basically saying, you get that unction to speak, well, you speak. And you share the good word. And um, anyway, I hope I hope this blessed you all. I I wasn't quite sure if I about sharing this, but um, I felt I felt a minute ago to share it, and I hope it bless I hope it blesses you, brother. It did bless us greatly. And you know when you were talking about when that gentleman, you you know, when the, the scripture says when they ask. We're, we are obligated to tell them. We're obligated to tell because if we know and they ask us, a friend of mine, I went almost similar to the, something what you went through. He asked me, and I said, I said, I will definitely share with you what I can, and. And I told him, he said, well, I don't know if I agree with this or that or not. I said, well, it's like this. I put it out there, you know, the spirit, uh, you know, uh, gave me the words to say and to put it out there. I'm not telling you, you have to believe anything I say. But the the scripture, uh, not scripture, the spirit, um, like I told him said uh, you know if they asked to tell them and i told them that i said if you ask i'm obligated to tell you whether you believe me or whether you don't that's not got anything to do with me it's got to do with you because the bottom line you know you know this is a day of your visitation you asked me and i told you and now whether you accept it or whether you don't that's your choice I, I can't do nothing either way except tell you. I'm obligated to, to tell you what the Word says and what the Spirit uh, leads me to say or to tell them. He said, well, I guess I can agree with that. I said, okay. I said, he said, but that don't mean I'm going to believe everything you say. I said, I'm not saying it. That is not my intention. You ask, and I told you. Whether you accept it or don't, that's up to you. Uh, but I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. I'm going to tell you what it says, and that's just the way it goes. And uh, But it's not up to me. That's between you and the Spirit. And, you know, he called me today, and, you know, all is well. And, you know, Yava... Yahweh don't need me to, you know, to defend him. He defends his own word. You know, he lifts us up. 
he gives us uh, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established or so. He confirms his own word. And uh, I leave it at that. Like when he asked you and you told him and the spirit led and guide you through your conversation and things, brother, I truly believe that. And I believe it was anointed. Uh, even through your testimony, what you said, he came back the next day. You know, when can you get together? I mean, that is the almighty creator, you know. It says no one can add to the the ecclesia daily, or they call it the church, except the spirit draw. You know what I'm saying? It's the father mm-hmm. that brings them forward, and you were in the right place at the right time. That that time and place was ordained for you to bring that forth for that gentleman. You know, and it was away from everybody else because, you know, uh, if those other people had been there, he might not have listened or had time to listen or ask those questions. But see, God don't make mistakes. He's always does things decently and in order. And it's a great and mighty thing when the Father uses you, you know, to work his will. And, uh, you know, of myself, I can do nothing except what I see the Father do. Because it's the Father doing all things. But it, it, it's a mighty thing, brother. And that, that blessed me immensely also. This whole call from Gil's testimony to yours and what you brought forward and everything it's just so mighty and you can see god in all of it and the things that he's telling each and every one of us in our own way you know the things that we need to take within us and make it part of us but i love you brother and i do thank you and uh you know if you know if anyone has anything they want to share before we call it a night you know feel free to do it now and if not if we're all in agreement by the grace of yava that you know we'll call it a night so what do y'all think thank you so much uh, mj for your your testimony and you as well, Jim. But, yeah, Thank you, brother. Same as yours. Thank your you, your testimony blessed me. I felt the power in that, brother. And even in Michael's, too. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, I mean, when you started speaking, that's why I went, whoa. <laughs> because I, I felt it before you even said it. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, I, I am blessed. And, uh, you know, brothers and sisters, you know, I do from the bottom of my heart appreciate you and i thank you i thank you all for being part of this call and sharing and giving and you know because it takes all of us to do this one person can't do it all the, the bodies jointly fit together and we're a body in a roundabout way and so we have to you know take it as it comes and receive the blessings that flow forth and the hear the might and the majesty of the testimonies 
and thank y'all. I have an attitude of gratitude towards each and every one of y'all. Thank you so much. And may and thank you, brother. Okay, thank you. And if it's okay, I'll ask Yahweh to bless each and every one of us on this call and at the hearing of our voices. And those that do hear it later on as they go to the thing and download the call or listen to it on the call, that that they are blessed and that they are prospered and that they're in perfect divine health. And may Yahweh bless each and every one of you and your families and fill your pockets that they are pressed down, shaken together, running over. And give that he gives you more than you can ask or even think of. And with that, shalom, prosper, and be in perfect divine health. Good night, everyone. Love and peace and joy be unto you. Shalom. Good night. Shalom. Good night. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.